0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nostalgia Effect, the podcast where we examine movies from our childhood through the lens of adulthood. As always, I'm Amy, and we got the whole gang here! Johnny uh, is back! What Joey's that? here! We're Everyone's all here. here.
1: The gang's here. We're here, but like not here, because we're in our respective homes. We're a gang. <laughs> yeah. And not in anywhere. We're, we're here, but we're like in the, you know... We're in the metaverse, all right. We're, we're no.
0: We're not in the metaverse.
1: We're
2: ahead of uh, Mr. Zuckerberg. We we are as present as anyone can be. Possil- at and this po- he's at he's this present
0: times. time. Nice one. <laughs> yeah. But I yes, mean. Joe, we are a gang.
2: And and uh, are we? Uh, what do we do? Do we traffic in drugs? Do we? Do we gotta beat anybody up? Do we have to agree we on colors? We traffic in
1: nostalgia. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: But there will be there will be violence associated, right? Yeah. I, I cannot there be in a will gang be, if
1: there will be a jumping in ceremony. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yes. We we assault your memories with terrible movies.
1: Um, that's that's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that that is my form of, of, of violence.
2: Of <laughs> <laughs> I assault both of you with bad movies. <laughs> Intersocial violence. That's fair enough. That's okay, torture. Okay.
0: So because we're all back here again finally together we're gonna skip talking trailers this week because literally there's no new trailers coming out except for like the new sex in the city movie but nobody cares about that and there's literally no movies at all coming out the week that we are recording this nothing which is
2: surprising because you'd think that as we're going up into the holidays the first weekend of December they would somebody would want to release something but I guess maybe they're yeah, cutting Yeah, especially a...
0: since there was nothing last year.
1: Yeah. Everyone's getting out of the way of Spider-Man. Everyone's just like, you know what? Spider-Man's like, they're, they're worried but about... But you think they so... would
0: push it up.
1: No, but that, They would I mean, push it up I mean, so, I mean, so I mean, they
0: man. wouldn't be competing with Spider-Man after.
2: That means that people are worried about Spider-Man before it's even in theaters. That's how much um, yeah. sway this movie has. He's a has. menace!
1: <laughs> Spider-Man's a menace!
0: <laughs> okay, well, anyways, let's let's get down to business, to brass tacks. We're talking about A Secret Shame of Johnny and Minds. The classic Christmas movie, Gremlins.
2: I'll be honest, because I don't, I didn't mention this when we had talked about doing this movie as of maybe a couple of years ago. I would have been included in the secret shame because I only saw it for the f- wow. really truly wow. sat through it for the first time a couple of years ago. I'm I'd surprised. Seen, I'd seen bits and pieces. It's a Joe Dante movie, Joe. Well, I know. So here's the thing: is I is would seen bits and pieces of it like throughout my childhood, but had I I I don't think I'd ever sat through the whole movie or never you know, caught it on television all the way through mm-hmm. or something. Because there were there were bits that I yeah. remembered for sure. Yeah. But had never really, I don't think I'd ever really sat through watching it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what prompted you yeah. to well, watch
2: it? Well, because it, it seemed shameful that I hadn't seen it. And everybody's always talking about it. Yeah. It's sort of the same reason that I saw <laughs> You got it. shamed. I did. It's sort of the same reason that I, I sought out Monster Squad. Because mm-hmm. uh sort of the same thing. It was a movie that I kept hearing about but had never seen. And it kind of felt like. There were two kinds of people in this world. People who had seen Monster Squad and people who hadn't. Um, And it felt like the people who hadn't seen Monster Squad, Goonies was their thing. And sort of the reverse is true. Um, But anyway, yeah. So and I think I think Gremlins is in that group. It's sort of the trifecta of Gremlins, Goonies, Monster Squad are sort of like the three nostalgic, most loved movies of of our age bracket. Of your age bracket. Well, yes, of my <laughs> age bracket.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joe, you're five years older than us, but... That's
2: true, and it, at the, and same the same time... these
1: movies came out in the 80s. 84.
2: And, uh... And, uh actually, all... Th- did all... Th- we I, weren't alive in the 80s, I me and Amy. I think nearly... I think they came out within, like, a year of each other, because I'm pretty sure Gremlins was 84, yeah, Goonies... That-
0: Gremlins was 84. Goonies,
2: Goonies, I think, was 85.
0: mid-80s. Yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Goonies, yeah, 85, and then Monster Squad, I think, was maybe 87.
0: Johnny, have you seen Monster Squad? Because I saw, I watched Monster Squad either this, no, no, last Halloween. I watched it last Halloween.
2: Monster Squad was 87, so from 84 to 87. Is that the
1: one where they're monsters? And there no, they that's not are the Monster Hunters.
2: Oh, okay. it's, it's a totally misleading oh, title. Damn it.
1: I know. They're a, a squad of, <laughs> no, of Monster Hunters. <laughs> they like... They're... Well, that's what the movie should have been called. All right? Monster Hunter Squad. Right? <laughs> now I'm all, I thought it was a squad full of monsters and they were going to go, you know, fuck shit up. But I Actually, it's Johnny, what, what so, I think no. you'd really
2: like about Monster Squad is um, it's uh, Fred Decker and Shane Black. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I do But like it's that. not right. set
0: during Christmas.
2: No, it is not set during Christmas, Uh but that's only because Shane, Shane Black was, uh, one of the, um, he was, he was a writer on it, but not the only writer.
0: Okay. That
1: makes
2: sense.
0: So then there is a Shane Black movie that does not, is not set during Christmas.
1: Uh yeah. Well, it's one that he wrote with other people, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I didn't know until you guys had mentioned it that Gremlins was a Christmas movie. That's how that's how little of Gremlins knowledge I have. Wow. Really? Because I've I, always I don't. Yeah. It's Mm-mm.
0: yeah. For me, I've never seen it. I don't think I've even seen bits and pieces except for in pop culture stuff. But it's uh. always every time people talk about it, it's on. Or talk about Christmas movies. It's on their list of their favorite Christmas movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Really? Or like oh, holiday yeah. movies. Yeah. Plus the poster I just don't think I've ever is connected the two.
0: is the Gremlin thing coming out of a present. Yeah. And I think is Gremlins it? Two I, is I a stocking, be... if I'm not mistaken. I haven't. I don't remember the poster art for Gremlins Two, but I haven't seen Gremlins Two either, so I don't know if that's even set during Christmas.
2: I don't think it is. I seem to recall. I think it's like a like Venetian blind office building gremlin in a oh yeah it's got the smoking
0: gremlin on it yeah it looks like it's a noir like a a 1950s noir
2: yeah yeah that's what it is he's it's it's the back of a chair and and a gremlin with a cigar peeking around the corner of it um okay so how did you guys so so i hadn't seen this movie but you guys seem to almost have totally avoided anything regarding this film did was it just Not on television ever, no interest in seeing Mm. it whenever it was on. uh,
0: I didn't know about it. I didn't even know it was a thing until I started getting into movies in like high school, maybe even college. Um, But also surprisingly, somehow I never had heard about it, even though I feel like it's kind of in that same realm. Like you said, with Goonies, I grew up, well, mostly high school watching Goonies. And my dad's a huge Indiana Jones fan, and it feels kind of in that same vein since it's a Spielberg-produced film. And I don't know. I honestly had never... And plus, I feel like it's a film that my parents probably maybe wouldn't have wanted me to watch, even though it seems like it might be a family-friendly movie.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, Spielberg, especially in the 80s, wasn't doing anything that wasn't family-friendly. Well, that's not entirely true. Nineteen forty one is not terribly family friendly, but most of his other things are, are for families. I would say mm-hmm. at that time.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it should have been something that I watched, but I never did. But I guess my parents were like, "Oh, it's not a Disney movie. It's not the Santa Claus. It's not Home Alone." You even they didn't even really like Home Alone all that much. But hmm. that's a that's for a
2: different episode, yeah. some other and, time. And, yeah, and and so Johnny, you had also you didn't even know it was a Christmas movie.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I knew gremlins, the movie, they're short little creatures. You can't get them wet. You can't beat them fast midnight. Yeah. They turn into little goblin boys. Uh, Little goblin boys cause a bunch of trouble.
0: I agree with Johnny. That's literally the only things I know about this movie. Don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I always knew, you know, this is, again, this is the Goonies. This is all these these movies that you grew up with are not the movies that I grew up with, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, the mm-hmm. 80s, people have, like, Ghostbusters, uh-huh. the uh, fucking yep. Goonies, Gremlins, all Gs, by the way. Is mm-hmm. that a coincidence? I don't think so. But, <laughs> but, yeah, everyone's super into these movies. They just never happened to, like, fall into my, my world, I suppose. I don't think I ever saw this movie playing on TV. Yeah, right? I don't think you know? I did either. But then either. again, it would have been on, you know, definitely not on broadcast TV, which is the only TV that I kind of grew mm-hmm. up with. Uh, yeah. Right.
0: It wasn't well, even on, like, when we got basic cable, it wasn't even on, like, TBS or TNT or anything like that.
2: Well, I think there's this sweet spot of of time in which late 80s, early 90s, when movies, really the only way you could come across a movie was at, you know, your local video rental store mm-hmm. or on television. And television's only going to show sort of the... I don't want to say the newest things, but will lean towards whatever newest thing they can show. So if Goonies or Gremlins or whatever had fallen out of that window of the newest thing by the time you were watching television then the only other way to see it would be to actively seek it out.
1: Yeah, to go seek Mm -hmm. it out. And so, like, I always knew, it was always, like, this is why it's, I guess, a secret shame, because it was always one of those movies where it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie, and it's incredibly popular. Or it was. I mean, you don't really see people talking about Gremlins as much Mm -hmm. anymore. But, like, it's still something people around our age uh, know. And a lot of people do love it and, you know, love it as a Christmas movie, which Mm -hmm. is... Is weird because I I never associated, <laughs> I've never associated this movie as a Christmas movie. I just thought it was like I thought it was like a monster movie, you know, like a, yeah. like a, not yeah. an actual monster movie, but like a like a kid friendly monster movie. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah,
2: absolutely. Kind of like a a labyrinth. Yeah, something yeah. like that, you know.
0: I mean, I guess because it's not overtly a Christmas movie. It doesn't have Christmas or Santa Claus or jingle or present or something like that in its name it doesn't kind of the way die hard is a christmas movie except die Hard's set in los angeles there's no snow well and i think this is set in like maybe the the midwest or something so
2: well it, it comes down to the um the argument about what what essentially qualifies a movie as being a christmas movie does christmas have to be a part of the plot of the story or can it be a setting i think that it can be just a setting so that's why something like die hard or batman returns or lethal weapon those movies don't have anything to do with christmas other than they occur during christmas mm-hmm. versus like mm. a christmas story or home alone christmas is a vital part of the story
0: yeah mm. that's usually what i would consider a christmas movie is christmas is a vital part of the story because mm. i think every christmas movie that i watch every year it's set during Christmas and it talks about Christmas things and things happening around Christmas esque things. Right. Except for I feel like It's a Wonderful Life kind of teeters on that edge because the only part of It's a Wonderful Life that is Christmassy is before Jimmy Stewart disappears himself.
2: Yeah, I think I mean the the whole the whole narrative of it's a Wonderful Life and that it happens at Christmas and then there's an angel that helps him and, you know, all these other things mm-hmm. that are, uh, you know, I think part uh, wrapped up in the idea of Christmas, um, I think makes it a makes it a proper Christmas. Yeah, movie. It's very
0: Christmas Carol.
2: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: Which I think I mean, I love Christmas Carol, but I think It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite Christmas movies mm-hmm. outside of the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I still consider It's a Wonderful Life a Christmas movie, but I didn't grow up watching Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I've only seen it one time, and I watched it maybe three years ago for the first time. Mm -hmm. That is not something I would consider a Christmas movie, but I know people who have grown up watching it, and they do, but that's their prerogative, their feeling towards it, not mine. So I'm like, sure, you call it a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie to you, but not to me. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But I also think, Johnny, we've discussed this previously, you... Have said before that Christmas isn't your favorite, Holly, and you didn't really grow up watching a lot of Christmas movies, anyways, right?
1: No, I mean, like, there. I mean, we had, you know, Christmas. I, I mean, I don't like Christmas. I mean, no, I don't. Whatever. It's, you know, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not like a huge Christmas tradition person. You know, mm-hmm. like we had some, but like watching movies, like I can't. Uh, I know we watched, we had, uh, I watched uh, Santa Claus a lot with Mm -hmm. my cousins, although I don't know if we would watch that one, like around christmas time i feel like that was just a, one that we one of the VHSs that we had and we watched a lot so i mean when i think about christmas movies i kind of think about that one mm-hmm. but christmas movies like no nah, i mean i we joke around i mean that Die Hard's a christmas movie and i know that's it's it's, it's uh it's an unpopular i don't know it's an opinion I don't, i'm not gonna say it, but it's controversial. controversial yeah yeah, there you go um but i i, I think I, I just like Die Hard, and if i can watch it every year for a specific time that the movie said and why not? Why not sure. call yeah. it a Christmas movie? You know, mm-hmm. Christmas can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. I mean,
0: I don't deny that Die Hard is a great film. It is a great film, mm-hmm. and I'm, we're not going to debate if it's a Christmas movie or not, but yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it as but, a film. But yeah,
1: so I don't have, I don't know, my favorite Christmas movie, I've already told you guys, is The Night Before, which came mm-hmm. out like five, six years ago. Yeah, So... That's that's pretty much where I stand on Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, and I think I told you I saw
2: that and I also really enjoyed it.
1: We
0: watched it last year.
1: Yeah, I think we did it for one of the one of the episodes. Yeah,
0: we did it for one of the Christmas episodes last year.
1: That's right. That's probably how Joe I watched with
0: it. your photo your your photographic memory. You're admissible in court memory.
2: I have excellent recall however I do discard things that I don't need to make room for the things I do need.
0: <laughs> so we are confirming once again that Joe is a data doctor hybrid.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying Joe uh his Joe bot needs a, an update all right. He's I'm gonna... running I'm running low on memory guys.
0: Well I guess it's a very short intro because I kind of we kind of talked about pretty much everything we can talk about so let's get into watching this movie.
2: Alright.
1: Some gremlins. Ah, gremlins! Gremlins are are
0: coming for Joe.
1: I know, they sound like my dogs.
0: Before we watch the movie, a quick word from our sponsors.
1: And now, our feature presentation.
0: And... we're back.
2: Okay. So... We're back!
0: So the first thing I want to point out, and I have a fun fact about this, is it's a Christmas movie, but the release date is June 8th of 1984.
2: Interesting. That's weird.
1: But is it, is it, so okay, now now I want to kind of bring it back to the topic that Amy was talking about. Yeah. So mm-hmm. everybody considers this a Christmas movie, right? People, yeah, yeah I think. Even yeah. though Christmas isn't really a part of it, this movie could take place at any time of the year, really, Right. Minus to what Amy was saying, I mean, is a in huge general. part of it. Minus Phoebe Cates' monologue. Um, it's just the monologue. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't even know Phoebe Cates was in this movie.
2: I don't know why that monologue was in this movie, because it really didn't seem
1: to matter in any way. It doesn't matter at all. Phoebe Cates in general doesn't matter in this movie. I mean, Phoebe mm. Cates matters to me in my heart. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she but... matters
0: because you got to have a love interest.
1: But you don't, though. I mean, I guess you did in the 80s. <laughs> But yeah, like, I was I was awash I with know. love interests in the 80s. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I mean, Phoebe Cates was like the big star at the time, so you put her in this. Yeah, but she has
1: literally nothing to do in this movie. Yeah, nothing. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's like what love her... interests in
0: a lot of 80s movies do. They literally are just there to be the love interest, and they have no objective at all. Yeah, that's tr- I mean, I mean
2: you're true, right. But, but at least sometimes they are an important story element at some point. Um, even if they do get fridged. I mean, think about Jennifer in Back to the Future. She's not vital to the movie continuing, but she's important to Marty, and she and yeah, she becomes right? an important plot point in, in uh, part two. And then um, uh, Clara, um, not Stratton, Clayton, Clara Clayton in the third one, is actually important to the doc and is important to his character arc.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying that all love interests are—they're just there to be a love interest. There's some that do have purpose, but yeah. a majority of them are just there to be a love interest to, and have no agency. Yeah, whatsoever. essentially,
2: essentially there to be had.
0: Yeah. 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 Which is I'm, annoying. I, I can see what you're <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's also a very 80s mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess so. It just made it, I don't know, it just stood out to me for sure. Maybe it's just because it's Phoebe Cates and I, I expected her to be a bigger part of the movie. And when she wasn't, I was like, oh, this, is weird. this movie's weird. This is a weird-ass movie. As far as, like, movies go, This fucking weird. Did you weird. not okay. like it? I did like it. I mean, would I, it, would, will it become a holiday staple of mine? No. Will I watch it again if somebody puts it on? Sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like this kind of the same way I like Die Hard as a film. I still, I do think that this would be cataloged as a Christmas movie because the only reason Billy gets his gremlin or gets Gizmo is because it was a Christmas present from his father. But again, like Johnny said, mm-hmm. take yes. away the Phoebe Cates monologue and the fact that it's a Christmas present and his father gives it to him as a birthday present. That's, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it that could be, it could be set anytime the dog could yeah. break something else of Mrs. Deagle's that's not a, a snowman or whatever.
2: Yeah, she, he could be peeing on her prize azaleas in her garden or something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which, speaking of Mrs. Deagle, she is basically the Wicked Witch of the West. She all but yeah. said, I'll get you and your little dog too. Um, Absolutely. But mm-hmm. she is a parallel for Scrooge. Mm. Um, that, that was a fun that fact, sense, but I also I, I also kind of pulled that out, is that especially in the scene where she's coming down, her her chair... And yeah. um and she has all of her cats are named after different currencies. If you didn't notice that. It was kind of a funny little thing.
2: Oh. So I'm going to I'm going to be totally honest. Uh I did fall asleep in the middle of this movie. Uh, and I totally forgot mm-hmm. about that scene. <laughs> uh and I didn't bother to go back because I don't like this movie. Uh, really? Ah, I, I will go further nice. than than you did, Johnny, and say I I do not care for this film. Really? That's, so we have that's like interesting. It's
0: ba- like basically three different um, colors on the scale here. Yeah. So it's like Joe, you're at the very, the very dark and where you hate it. I love this movie as a movie. I don't care. It's not a Christmas movie to me. It doesn't matter. I love this movie. It is a mm-hmm. Hallmark Amblin film,
1: and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Joe, you're or Johnny. You're kind of in the middle.
1: I think it's a perfect. It's a serviceable movie of the '80s. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Which I mean, you could take it or leave it as good or bad. Some people really love that shit. Some people mm-hmm. don't. I'm sort of in the middle of just being like, well, oh, that's whatever. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. you yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm leaning a little bit more towards the hate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. There's some things that I there's some things that I like about it, and it's got moments, um, but mostly it just it's just weird. It's just weird on so many levels. So the, yeah,
0: I think that's why I like it so much.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love weird shit. Don't get me wrong, but it's weird shit that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, you posted today about how much you like weird shit. That's true. Uh, that is true. Uh, uh, so, uh, the beginning uh, the fact that it's bookended or it's like, you know, bookended by the narration of the dad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who wasn't there uh-uh. throughout the whole, like throughout all the escapades that these gremlins slash whatever the monster gremlins are called. I don't know. Uh, the monsters are called gremlins, right? Yeah. yeah and and then, 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 and then the Gizmo's like a Mogwai. The, yeah, yeah, the, the little guys before they go evil. Um, he, the dad wasn't, the movie starts off with, let me tell you a story. He's, and then, He's basically and then, you Frosty know, the
2: it, Snowman from the, the, like, the Burl Ives, yeah. you know, s- slow drawl yeah uh, narrator.
1: But he only narrates the beginning and the end. You know what I'm saying? He only, be, the ending and end. But he's not there during all the time, to- during the time where all the, the stuff happens. I don't know. It's weird. So, like, know, the kid's supposed to be the main character, but, like, the, the beginning sets it up as, like, the dad is the main character, but the dad's only really in there for, like, a little bit, and he's, like, gone most of the time. So how does... I don't know. Why is he telling the story? I don't know. I
0: don't know if the beginning really sets the dad up as the main character for me. It sets him up as kind of the catalyst for what happens, but not necessarily the main character. I they set the up Billy as because... a main character very well, but they set up the dad up as one of those things... I don't know if you've seen Hellraiser, but the beginning when the guy gets the box, like the whatever it's called, and that doesn't set him up as the main character. it sets him up as the catalyst for the events that happen and then it later sets up the um, his brother and his brother's wife and his brother's daughter as the main characters True in that film. right
2: but I, but, I, but I think Johnny's point is that it's weird that he's our way into it other than simply purchasing the Mogwai. You know, like he, like he has. Yeah. See, I feel like he's telling us a story, and there's he wasn't the narr- there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it's it's the narration that gets me. If it had started with just the dad buying the 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 the, the magua or going to the the Chinatown store, that I wouldn't, you know, I would I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like oh, the movie's le-, you know. I feel like okay, this is this is the inciting incident. This is the catalyst, like you said, mm-hmm. Amy. Um, but because it's bookended by it's at the beginning and it's at the end that it's the dad. Talking like it's his story when it's not his story, that kind of throws me off. I'm like, wait, yeah.
0: I, I kind of, with Joe pointing out that it's very much like the Burl Ives Frost the Snowman in those stop, classic stop motion animation Rudolph stories, that I, I enjoyed it because it very much felt like a classic Christmas movie introduction to me because that's what happens in Elf and all those stop motions and. A Christmas story even though yes that is narrated by the main character as he is older but in both Elf and the stop motion they're narrated by Burl Ives as a third-party observer slash a third-party person mm-hmm. within the story who so so wasn't there did, the whole time.
2: So I think I think so I don't know Johnny I'm, I'm not gonna put words into your mouth but I think one of the other things mm-hmm. that bothered me about the featured role that the dad has in this film because he is despite being a non entity aside from being the inciting incident. Um, he's a stupid dude. Like he is so Yeah. <laughs> he's so useless. And and it's his inventions aren't crazy but work like Doc Brown or Wayne Zielinski. He's he just invents yeah. useless garbage. Really stupid, useless Pretty garbage. Much. And and I found his character, you know, to be this fat, stupid American who Blunders in, steals from an old Chinese guy, and and then proceeds to misuse the thing that um, he was told he should not have. I kind of felt like he was uh, a poster child for America, <laughs> in a way that well, that you know, a... he
0: didn't technically yeah. misuse it. Um, well,
2: but he gave it the to whole kid.
0: the whole misuse of it was actually once Billy spills water on Gizmo, and then he finds that he takes it to the science teacher to do experiments on it, and that's when it kind of gets misused. Well, It's no, not necessarily it's... the dad doing any of the misusing. No,
2: but, but it, the thing is that he gave it to his kid, who is clearly irresponsible. Yeah. He shows up to work with his dog for no reason. The dog, despite being my favorite character, uh, was totally in the wrong <sighs> when it attacked Mrs. Scrooge, because it did attack her. Like that was, that was a violent yeah. attack. And that's the kind of thing that does get a dog put down yeah. and, um, and labeled a, a menace, you know? And so it was kind of like, I, I, like I wasn't on her side, but I wasn't on his side either, the, the kid or the dog, because what they, like, I would never, ever let my dogs do anything like that, you know? No. And mm-hmm. I, and never any of my dogs would I allow to behave that way. Um, and so, and so similarly, like with this dad character, he gave this there's this creature that required that had uh required great responsibility to his stupid kid who is friends with a stupid kid who spilled water on it and and it's just it's it's just kind of it's just sort of a frustrating setup it's it's and i and i found that's really hard to get into for me and the mom i feel like she was also hard to like because she, she just kind of was like oh oh that's you know i'm 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 that's your dad, that's your dad. I'm, that's I'm, dad. I'm sheltering his fragile male ego I'm, by um... continuing to try and use his garbage <laughs> that doesn't work and that kind of bothered me i mean like cinematically it bothered me because there's just a lot of boring wonders like the like yeah. like it was not there's just, it was there's it was not shot interestingly or or punt or with any sort of punch mm-hmm. and it seemed to revel in the extended joke scenes where where there was like the flash dance gremlin and and all of those other
1: jokes in the bar that took way yeah. too long to get through. Mm-hmm. Yep, I felt I felt it on that on that exactly what you're talking about. And it, Just how long how long of pointlessness.
2: Yeah, and then and then it kind of were. and it bothered me too that um, at the very end of the movie. Uh, when the the old man comes to take the Mogwai away and uh, and then he's like and he's and he's speaking to him and and, and he's like y- he talks and it's like dude he's been saying english words this whole fucking movie nobody yeah. nobody but has But they're all like jumbled and they're kind yeah, of like Yeah they're hard-eyed. they're like a
0: toddler talking and not full on sentences like it seems that two of them are talking
2: True however if my dog said even one or two english words like a toddler i would freak (laughs) the hell out i mean i i don't actually think i want my dogs to talk because they probably never shut up (laughs) but but still like the the fact that they say you know that gizmo would be saying light bright or they he was actually stringing together a couple words i think is is too big a plot point for them to ignore
0: i think because he was doing that from the start they assumed that he's kind of like a parrot how a parrot picks up English words, and mimics them. But they didn't uh, They didn't realize that he had an entire dialect. He can speak like a full-grown human.
2: Sure. I just, they didn't even, there just was no recognition of it.
1: Acknowledgement yeah. of it. Yeah. It and was, that, that, that like, bothered me.
2: Wait. The best part of this movie is that, and, and Amy, I, I hadn't realized it, so you said it came out June 8th, 1984. This movie shares a release date with a much better movie.
0: Yeah, that was my fun fact. It came out the same weekend
2: as Ghostbusters.
0: This is the fun fact. So the film was released on the same day as Ghostbusters. It was originally planned and scheduled for a Christmas release. Uh, It was rushed into production shortly after WB found out it had no major competition against Paramount, Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom, or Columbia Ghostbusters for the summer movie season.
2: Because mm-hmm. Indiana Jones Temple of Doom came out nineteen uh, May twenty
0: third, so it felt like it didn't have any competition, so it was pushed up.
2: Yeah, well, what's what's funny too is is the the only reason that I thought about Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom while I was watching this movie is it starts out with Fat Inventor Dad um, standing around in a fedora, mm-hmm. not looking cool like Indiana Jones, in, mm-hmm. and and then a, and then a small Asian boy wearing a Yankees ball cap comes and takes him on an adventure just like short rounded indie only it was like budget short rounded indie and indie was short and round Mm -hmm. (laughs) got
0: him well another another fun um fun linking fact for this we had talked um about this i think previously but this movie in indiana jones and the temple of doom are credited with inspiring the mpaa rating to create the pg-13 rating. Because many felt both movies were too violent for PG but not violent enough for
2: R. Right. So this
0: shares three different things with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom.
2: And well, in the fourth one if we want to count Spielberg. True. Um, yeah. but uh, and and also this is probably in your fun facts, but oh gosh, what's the name of what's the name of the like Kingsbridge Falls or something like that? The name of the town.
0: Oh, I don't even well, remember. Anyway,
2: the town is also Hill Valley. It's the universal backlog.
0: Yep. Yeah, that was a fun fact. I didn't pull it because I
2: felt like it, it was... obvious. Yeah. But anyway, I, I mean, I think... So going, so, so going back a little bit when Johnny was asking about, like, why was Phoebe Cates in this movie? Really, I kind of felt like this entire movie was miscast. Uh, it's not that the yeah. actors are bad, but they're also not great. Nobody feels like a real person leaping off the screen in any sort of organic way
0: i mm-hmm. kind of disagree with you there only for one character okay dick miller's character i was actually
2: going to say that dick miller's the only one who feels um, like he a real is, person he
0: is the best he is 100 yeah, yeah. percent one of those republicans that is so gung-ho about american-made bullshit but they still buy from china because it's cheap but they will <laughs> deny anything that has to do with american-made products because of unions and stuff
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mm-hmm. but Dick look, Miller thought, is
0: just a pure treasure. I love Dick Miller so much.
1: Dick Miller was, was pretty good. When I saw his name pop up on, on the credits, I was like, oh, he's in yeah. this movie? That's, that's but nice. But it's, it's, it's sort of uh, yeah. that then,
2: that literally nobody else in this movie went on to do
1: anything. Uh, Judge Reinhold, everyone's yeah, favorite judge. he is
0: the classic <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> movie asshole.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, uh... Uh, hey, he's also in the Santa Claus. I just... Mm-hmm. I just yes, right? that's why that's I said it. he's a yeah, classic yeah.
0: Christmas movie asshole.
2: That's why I said his head yeah, comes yeah. to a point, because I think that's what Tim Allen says about yeah. him. <laughs>
1: that is true. But literally, true. his Although,
0: his role was supposed to be a lot more in this, but they cut him... I think the last time you see him is at the bar. PBK's he has two side.
1: scenes. Yeah, he was, has two scenes.
2: I was wondering if they'd resolved any of that while I was asleep, because I think I fell asleep for a solid no, 20 minutes.
0: No, they did not. They did not, no, and... Uh, His scenes, he had scenes, I think, but they got cut out or they didn't even film them. Hmm, that's interesting.
1: So that's another pointless actor that should, I mean, why is he there? Yeah. I I don't know. I guess he's only there to establish that Phoebe Cates, that other dudes want Phoebe Cates, but Phoebe Cates doesn't want other dudes because they're not the main character. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Even though the um, main character does absolutely nothing.
2: And is not in any way, he's not smart, he's not funny, he's not clever, he's not... Nope. Anything. How old
0: are they supposed to be? Because. That's another question that I have. They look like high schoolers. (sighs) Oh, they do. But they're working
2: full time jobs at the bank supporting their families.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if the fact that I think they look like high schoolers is because it's a classic Amblin' 80s movie thing where it's mostly about middle school and high school kids.
1: Right. I mean, maybe. Because he doesn't go to school. He goes to the school to meet his teacher, or not not his teacher, but to meet a teacher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Corey Feldman's teacher. yeah, Corey Feldman's Who's teacher. his best friend.
0: Uh, A 10-year-old is his best friend. Is he his best friend? His yeah, that's friend. what it says in the fun facts. It says yeah. in the fun facts that his best friend is Corey Feldman's character.
1: Well, if it's, fun, if it's in the fun facts, you know um
0: also in the fun facts is there was like a scene where cory Feldman, his character runs away because he blamed himself for the death of the science teacher
2: oh so, so the science teacher did die
1: yeah i was gonna yeah. say did he die he the, only little, he got, only the, the only black character gets killed he's got another one does the only black character he's the get, first person to get killed
2: i was gonna say he's the only person to get killed right they don't kill anybody else
1: no yeah they do they kill so they killed uh dick miller and his wife no oh, they, they run him over they run her yeah, they run him over with no, the No, because tractor, but the, the cops
0: get a call from that house and they go, Whatever Dick Miller's character is, I'm pretty sure they but get a call from his character because they're They they do not get
1: a call from his character. They get a call that the truck run into his house and then they they talk about them bit. like they're dead. Yeah. And the Oh and the, then the Mrs. Grinch lady. gets
0: killed. She gets thrown out the yeah, window. Yeah, she
1: gets thrown out the window and they they just leave they just leave her body there. They yeah, really the did. cops
0: literally see her and like she falls on the ground, and the cops are like, "Oh, mm-hmm. Mrs. Deagle."
1: They kill a black and they man. Keep they, two, they kill and, a woman and three senior, <laughs> and three, three, three senior citizens.
2: Wow. So really, if you're young and white, you're yeah, okay.
1: I guess so. Gremlin rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. This, this is a weird movie. Uh, I do, I I do like that it's short. Um, yeah, yeah. Its runtime is an hour and forty six minutes. Mm-hmm. Anything longer than that would have been very painful. Um, yeah. I was, I agree with, you know, Joe, I, I I was getting a little sick of the cut to the, the the wide shot of the puppets playing, like, doing puppet things, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of them, and, in, in like, once, like, at first it's Gizmo, and Gizmo's very cute, uh, and then he spawns these other not-Gizmos, uh, and they're, you know, and there's just a bunch of cutaway shots of them doing all types of weird stuff and it's just like okay I get it I get it yeah totally know. Mm-hmm. maybe the 80s I mean the puppeteering is pretty good in this movie mm-hmm. uh, there was one scene that I really liked I don't know, it was a scene with the gremlins like riding a bike you know and, yeah and like, I'm I, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I see like full body like puppetry work I'm like okay that's pretty cool that's neat cuz I know I mean me and you we you know with mystery science theater at, at, at shout factory um, me and Joe were on sets uh, a couple I mean a couple of days when they were shooting season two mm-hmm. and just the, the amount of work that goes you know the puppeteers and the amount of work that they do is always super uh, super cool when you can see it on screen like oh shit that looks that looks like a real gremlin riding a bike like that's pretty yeah. cool Yeah. Um, so I did like that but I didn't care for all the stuff in the bar where it's like oh the gremlin's going crazy look at him go crazy Mm-hmm. Uh, you know like how crazy it is it's it. so crazy right yeah yeah they got a gun he shot that guy he shot another gremlin oh shit yeah 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 which is like okay yeah. i mean it's funny but uh, but it was
2: just it was it would have been funnier in smaller doses i think maybe peppered throughout I see. yeah and yeah. uh yeah there's actually it's to to go with the puppeteering that you mentioned there is a bit where there's two gremlins in the bar that you see full wide of them walking um, yeah and i thought I thought that I think was really cool too, and I really mm-hmm. appreciated that, and just the different gags that they were able to accomplish with the gremlins, like the one that was laying underneath the, the beer tap, and then his belly was getting bigger and bigger, and yeah. you know all, all of those kinds of things. Like, there's a lot of good gags in terms of technology. Mm-hmm. You know? They weren't yeah, funny. yeah, in terms of like
1: the skill yeah. you needed. Yeah, they, they weren't. Yeah, although I I'm a little confused because aren't you not supposed to get the gremlins wet? Or can you, you know, can you get gremlins wet but you can't you get can't get the mogwai wet? wet? No, no, no. The gremlins because I think because the gremlins
0: so, get wet all the time.
1: No, no, but no, Robert, because yeah, he end. does. He goes into the pool. He goes in the
2: fountain. So maybe it's just water. But and no, 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 even alcohol. before that, I guess.
1: But I mean, that there's doesn't water make any and
0: sense.
2: alcohol. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense either, and it's yeah. it's a good point. Um, it doesn't make any sense. No,
1: I was like, because I was I was like, wait a minute. So they just, I mean, I get it. you. Just throw away your rule because you need the movie to go on. So, but I mean, they made it a point because I was like, they made it a point that the gremlins themselves. Do multiply in water because he, he goes, the the, the the leader of the bad gremlins yeah. goes into the pool and that's when the, all of the, you know, all of them become, you know, gremlins or whatever. Right. And then they go to the bar and they're drinking and toss, there's, water, there's water flowing everywhere. I guess because that's considered food. And nobody's transforming. And not. Uh, I,
2: th- I think it's one like of those things. Wetness. But he's
1: the first time, but the first time he spills, wa- he spills a drink on Gizmo. It's it's not even drink. It's the first it's time when he's recording. It's, it's
0: not a drink. It's a paintbrush. It's,
2: it's paint. It's water cleaner. with with paintbrushes oh, it? in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not like. I a, thought it was a and drink. And like.
0: And the the I think with the beard they're consuming it and and like yes it's flying everywhere but it's part of them consuming it.
1: I don't know. Without, uh, it doesn't make all it. All it the splashes. splashes on them. Yeah. You know, um. Uh, just, I, it doesn't make I, it. It, it. They should be multiplying like crazy. I. It feels to
2: me like one of those things where I I will never begrudge a movie for being internally inconsistent. If it's serving the story in some way, if there's something that's sort of outside of what is necessary for the movie to function, but when the movie lays out and makes it very clear these are the rules for this world, for this creature, and then it
1: doesn't abide by them, yes. I do find that to be sloppy. Yes, that's and that, sloppy is a good word for this movie.
2: Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like, and uh, I, 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 that's, and I think that's why ultimately, I, I just, I don't find it very engaging. Uh, same Same with, like I said, about the cinematography. It kind of, it's so flat. It it lacks any sort of punch. The casting, the the actors in it also are sort of flat and, and lack any sort of punch. Um, they don't, they all just feel like they're there and are acting in a certain way because the script said that they're acting in a certain way. Um, and I think it's yeah. so funny because this movie was written by Chris Columbus. And if you look at other things that mm-hmm. he's written, like Home Alone, like Goonies... Um, you see movies in which these, the, the characters are just spewing forth with life. They feel lived in. They feel yeah. real. And yeah, so yeah. it kind of feels like maybe this was, like Amy said, rushed into production. So maybe they didn't have a time or the chance to, to find that. Maybe it's Joe Dante's problem, you know, because Home Alone was directed by Chris Columbus and Goonies was directed by uh, Richard Donner, and so maybe Dante's no good at finding that. Uh, I I don't know, because yeah. uh, because I, because I, Dante's made other films that I really like. The Burbs is great. I love the Burbs, mm-hmm. and and this one just didn't have any of those telltale. Signs of greatness for me.
1: Yeah, but yeah, people love it. People do. I mean, everyone, everyone really enjoyed this movie, which is. Well, I, I don't know. I guess I was trying. I was coming at it from, which is maybe why it was just whatever to me. I was coming at it from that angle of like, people really like this movie, so it's got to be something to it. Yeah. And I, when it was over, I was like, well, I don't, really, I don't get it. But I, you know, people like it. People like it.
2: Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? The because I because that was my that was my feeling the first time I saw it a couple of years ago was. I don't understand why this is so well loved. It's fine, and I guess, and maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it is an example of if you saw it when you were little and grew up with it, then you love it. And if you saw it much, much mm-hmm. later in life, it's it doesn't work for you. The magic isn't there in the same way. It was there for Amy. Amy. That's was true. true.
0: I I mean I the, I watched the first time at thirty one and I loved it. It's very magical to me.
2: Yeah. um Did you Did you happen to notice Amy in the background at, at the Inventors Convention?
0: That's one of my fun facts. I didn't notice it until I I went back and rewatched that scene.
2: It's a good bit.
0: The time machine prop from H. G. Um, Wells' from the movie time and it just disappears.
2: Yeah. And Go they're like back. looking nice. at the smoking crate, you know, smoking spot where it, mm-hmm. where it was just a moment before. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like, I really enjoyed that joke. But yeah, but the other thing that
0: um, I did notice Robbie, the robot um, yeah. in his little cameo right away, yeah. as um, he, just as because he he's by. so big in the frame when it's so the distinctive. Phone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was funny. The, the robot calling, uh, using the phone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I, apparently Steven Spielberg has a cameo in a wheelchair um, at oh. the convention, I didn't notice him. I didn't go back and look for him either. And Jerry Goldsmith is there somewhere as well. But oh, I didn't look for him that's either. that's great.
2: The late, great Jerry Goldsmith, who uh, is... I don't think this is one of his best scores. It's like half great, and the other half is kind of odd. Uh, but, this, but the half mm-hmm. that's great mm-hmm. is so good. But I, I love Jerry Goldsmith. So even when he's not firing on all cylinders, he's still much better than most people out there. Mm-hmm. But I, I... So I don't know if... So I, I know that you guys... Amy, you know a little bit more about Star Trek than Johnny, um, having watched all the films. But this movie is essentially uh, the Trouble with Tribbles, which is a, a fairly famous episode from the original series, uh, featuring their their little fuzzy poof balls about softball size or so, and mm-hmm. uh, and they coo and they and they're they're very sweet, but otherwise I mean they have no face or mouth that anybody can see, um, and they're very soft, and that's just kind of it. But if you feed them they multiply exponentially and without any sort of limit. Um, and so what starts out as just like one or two on the Enterprise, uh, all of a sudden they just, they're, they explode and their population is, uh, like threatens to overwhelm the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. It's a fun episode with, uh, you know, the little triple character that ends up showing up a lot in Star Trek lore. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny because it's essentially what these guys are to some extent, you know, the the mm-hmm. cute fuzzy little thing that ends up being overwhelming.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, um I think it that sounds really familiar. Like the name Tribble sounds really familiar. The title Trouble with Tribble sounds really familiar. Yeah. But I don't think I've se- and I've seen a I've watched a couple of the William Shatner season or mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. But i don't think i've seen that specific episode that
2: one's that one's fairly famous so there's, there's it's it's reasonable that you would have heard the name triple at least it's it's one of i think a handful of episodes that even if people haven't seen it's worked its way it's worked its way into the lexicon zeitgeist of of our nerd culture
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> i only know it i know of it slightly only because there is a uh, Futurama episode mm. called "The Problem with Poplars."
0: That might be what I'm thinking of.
1: It's basically the same thing. Huh. Yeah, it
0: might be the Poplar episode of uh, Futurama. though. Uh, Futurama!
1: You know. Do you ever see that one? Um, no, Jean? that one doesn't that doesn't sound familiar. That's
0: one of my favorite episodes.
2: Uh,
1: it's it's a very good episode, uh, and it, mm. it's basically their little their little balls that they end up eating, and then they just eat a bunch of um, yeah, they're like popcorn them. chicken. And, <laughs> yeah, they're like popcorn chicken, and then they find out that they're babies of, like, some race. Of, like, the, of the, um, damn it, Oma, Oma Cry Perseon Eight.
2: That's funny. Um, there's there's an episode of, of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which is obviously much, much later, like, 30 years later, um, called Trials and Tribulations. Oops. They, the crew from Deep Space Nine travels back in time accidentally to the time of Trials and Tribulations, and, mm-hmm. uh, or, I'm sorry, to the, T- Trouble with Tribbles, and in the episode they digitally added the modern day crew into the original episode, and it's actually it's it's a re- it's a really fun episode. It's it's kind of I don't want to say just for laughs, but it's kind of just for laughs.
1: It's for fun. Yeah, it is. You know, just <laughs> it's just fun. It is, and
2: it's great. They they actually work them into the original like footage of the episode and and they're they are mm-hmm. there during this fairly famous episode it's great nice
1: any more thoughts about gremlins or
0: great do we move on to fun, fun, fun facts? facts all right fun
2: uh, facts I, 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 unless I didn't, you have anything else i mean i noticed that uh frank welker and howie mandel did voice work for it um, yes
0: that was one of my fun facts um was that There is little to no actual dialogue for the Gremlins and Mogwai in the script. In addition to several instances of on-set rewrites changing or adding in much, too much of the script, the voiceovers were mostly ad-libs repeating snippets of just performed dialogue or in reaction to other sound effects or environment. To this end, Howie Mandel recorded Gizmo's lines phonetically in foreign dubs of the movie where localized dialogue and in-jokes helped make this movie successful with audiences worldwide. Okay, ready for some more fun facts?
1: Yes. All I'm right. not ready. Hold oh, on. Wait, he's not. Okay. Now I'm ready. Buckle in, Johnny. Ooh, that was Buckle close. in. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I
0: know. Okay. <laughs> um, this one's probably my favorite one. One of the studio notes that director Joe Dante and EP Steven Spielberg got on seeing the first cut was that there were too many gremlins. Spielberg suggested cutting them all out and calling the movie *People*, <laughs> because you can't have a movie called *Gremlins* without too many gremlins.
2: I mean, that's the whole. That is that is the, literally the whole point of the movie. Is oh no, there's too many. What do we do? So that's yeah, that clearly exactly. that clearly is is a real problem. If that's a note that they got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too many gremlins for the royal ear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Originally, Stripe and Gizmo were the same character. Stripe is the lead gremlin. Mm-hmm. If you do not know who he is, yeah, the one. With um, this changed when. Spielberg insisted one of the Gremlins to be a good guy with whom the audience could audiences could identify. Joe Dante expressed that this decision was the reason why the film is so fondly remembered. Mm-hmm. Apparently not to you two, but no, no, I mean I
1: get it. I mean Giz- Gizmo makes sense as the reason why people really like this movie. He's a little cute little I mean, people yeah. wonder sp- apeshit ape shit over Baby Yoda, and this is like Baby Yoda it you know, 30-40 years ago. I don't know how long He's and, it. a cute and, uh, little stuffed
0: animal and I want him as a stuffed Antoine, clearly
1: the basis for the furbies as well
0: oh yeah, that's another yeah, fun sure fact too. i have is gizmo was the inspiration for the furby multi-million sell, multi-million dollar selling mechanical stuffed animal in the late 1990s
2: mm-hmm. yep, that would which i had two of insane, them you
0: know. and they are the worst things in the world <laughs> i hate furbies they're terrifying um chris columbus's skip script went through a few drafts before a shooting script was finalized his original version had the gremlins killing the dog and cutting off the mom's head and tossing it down the stairs. These elements were never shot due to the fact that Joe Dante and WB wanted the movie to be more family oriented. Damn.
2: Well, I'm glad they didn't. And,
0: and speaking kill. of the killing of the dog scene, the, when they go outside and find the dog hanging in the lights, I was like, no fucking way yeah. that Chris Columbus, Spielberg, and Joe Dante are killing a dog in this movie. Because yeah. I thought he was dead at first.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a brutal it's a brutal thing to find. Uh, and it just happens in this movie where you you're not expecting it to be this way.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um and I mean that's that's pretty brutal on the mom. She, I mean she she does dispatch some she of the She straight the up murders like yeah, pretty Yeah. She does some brutal. pretty good kills. Yeah. There, the microphone yeah. was insane. She toss-
1: that one's that one's
2: for yeah. Well, she just she full on knifes one. I mean, just and it's like you see it. She stabs have, one. I'm like just thrashing saying. around on the, on the on the kitchen on the kitchen counter. It's
1: very violent. It is. That, that's why I'm saying this movie is so fucking and, weird. And juices that other one. Have the, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah it, so like the juice is half of him because his legs are still sticking. Yeah, they're like little (laughs) frog legs
0: sticking out of that bowl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like, it's like only half of them, that you know, and then she stabs repeatedly, not just once, she stabs a couple of times the other one and then she, Fucking throws the guy, the one in the microwave, and it, and it blows up. And yeah. like just, like, splatters.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought they were the really cool. Time, I really like those kills. I thought they were pretty badass.
1: No, those kills, the kills no, are see, good. I think but the it, kills are fine. And they're from a different See, movie. I would have liked this. Yes, I would have liked it if it was that movie. If the, all of a sudden it got violent and they needed to kill these motherfuckers. But then they kind of don't. They It gets slapsticky again.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. And then
1: at the end, I do like the puppet effects, effects at the end. Me too. Where he's like melting—that's melting. Mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. I think that's—I think that's super cool. But yeah, so this—this—this this, 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 why this movie's kind of trips me out because it's supposed to be like a Christmas, a family-friendly Christmas movie, but it's got all these sort of horror elements that are underneath the surface and would have made, in my opinion, a cooler mm-hmm. movie. I agree. Well, they are making maybe a third not, one, but maybe So not maybe as,
0: they'll do it yeah, then. Maybe,
1: yeah. I mean, <laughs> I doubt though. I doubt. I know. I know. I know. Gremlins Two is like a, just supposed to be like a crazy. Mess, yes, yes, right. absolutely. It's supposed to be like one of those sequels that is like they they go bonkers. they like, yeah, make everything there's to the extreme, and it just there's the everything. key and
2: peel sketch.
1: Have you seen that? There's sketch? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that sketch. And they're like, and I never I don't know the movie, but I know I know that I know the sketch where the dude's going off saying all these wacky stuff and all the shits in the movie. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's pretty funny. He's like which
0: he's, fun fact. um, this was my next fun fact, actually great segue Johnny um Joe Dante actually prefers Gremlins 2 huh to this one, really yeah did
1: he direct that one too he did
0: I think so yeah
1: Mm. he did
0: but I think that they purposefully went more slapsticky in that one
1: I remember like they just
2: took
0: everything and turned it up a notch and then I think they said in the fun facts that there was some something that the guy who plays Billy had pointed out that they did in this one? I think it was the feeding after midnight, but it could be midnight in other time zones, and they talked about that That was something that else I was wondering one. about. Yeah. Well,
1: that's the thing. Yeah, I it's do like know that midnight, that's where? like the the loophole when yeah, like w- w- until the sun comes up. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't make any sense really when you think about it. Like, when are you supposed to feed them? You can't feed. The, you know, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. It does. But again, that's 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 kind of what makes this movie sort of sloppy. Is that it sets up these rules and they're like you ha- these rules are important, and then it sort of tosses them away because mm-hmm. they're like. Uh, Eh, we didn't really think about them
0: um but the no bright lights rule was a, it was only added in because dante and amblin could not completely navigate the special effects of the gremlins and puppets um by having the studio or the scenes well lit so keeping in them keeping them in the dark camouflage this problem
2: yep that makes sense yeah.
0: yeah um last fun fact before some recastings uh, though he followed the basic outline of the script, Hoyt Axton, who played the dad, is said to have improvised nearly all of his lines.
2: Huh.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because they're not <laughs> that
2: great. Like, he just doesn't really... <laughs> yeah, yeah. His, his goddamn inventions... Like, this is something that really pisses me off, because it just... It, it, this, I, this... <laughs> I don't like it in films when something is so clearly stupid... That there's no way it could possibly exist in reality. Like this, this grip of of toiletries that he has is so massive and and cumbersome. It's it takes up more space than just having all of those items singly with you. Mm. It's kind of like it's kind of my like, toiletries uh,
0: bag is pretty big.
2: Well, but there's extra stuff in there probably. Um, yeah, like you're a lady, like, like right? Toothbrush, your, your nail clipper. <laughs> And a shade uh, yeah, a razor, and like you don't like th- those things. Do not have to like. I don't. They were. They're all stuck on the outside. And how are you supposed to? You're supposed to hold that whole thing as you brush your teeth
1: with it. I mean, yeah. It yeah. just I mean, it's none of it makes any no, sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I did. I, I did. I, uh, I don't know why, but I was like, I guess uh, inventor was a popular profession in the 80s. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anytime I think about like movies. Oh, especially, like, old movies. I'm always like, oh, yeah. Must have really sucked being living back then. <laughs> well, that was... Also, like, like uh, he's
2: an uh,
0: inventor, and it seems like the mom is a homemaker. How do they live in that really nice-ass house? Well,
2: they've they've put their son to work in the bank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, ready for some recasting? Yes. All right, ready. continuing with the dad. Hoyt Axton was director Joe Dante's first choice after having seen and loved him as the dad in The Black Stallion. They auditioned others, including Pat Hingle, who gave the best reading and, quote, played the character as sort of a Soroyan-esque failed inventor whose life was fading fast and he was brilliant. I mean, he was incredible. He was so good. He couldn't, I, we couldn't hire him because that wasn't the character that it was about.
2: Well, and also I think he would have been too old because Pat Hingle, Pat Hingle was uh, Commissioner Gordon in the uh, Tim Burton Batman film. No,
0: it doesn't matter. It's been matter. too long I mean, since I've seen that, but... Uh...
1: They look, everyone looks the same in the 80s. They just look Everybody old. looks too old. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
0: Mr. Wing. John Pertwee and Mako were seriously considered for the roles of Mr. Wing. Oh, wow. Yeah. There was something I was going to say about John Pertwee, but I forget what it was and I did not write it down.
2: Nice. When you say Mr. Wing, do you mean the shop owner? Yes so they
0: they were going to cast him without a, using a white man yes
2: <laughs> so they were maybe going to do a yellow face thing because i'm really glad they didn't do that <laughs> that was their
0: well they may have <laughs> like if they probably went if they went with john pertwee they may have rewritten it to be something different than just a white guy playing a Chinese guy.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It was the '80s. I, I can see, I can see it happening. Yeah.
0: The director, um, after watching Tim Burton's earlier short films, Spielberg considered Tim Burton to direct this movie. He decided against it, however, because at the time, Burton had never directed a full-length feature.
1: Mm-hmm. See, now I can see that being a good movie. Yeah. Because if it was weirder, this movie's like, it's it's weird, half but not measures. in a good way. Be- yeah, half measure. It's not weird enough to be like its own quirky weird thing, but it's not like normal enough to be an actual fucking movie it's just this Mm -hmm. weird in between where it's like it doesn't Mm -hmm. really know what it's trying to do yeah because then tim
2: burton a year later would do Pee Wee's big adventure and that movie is weird but it's in its own world and it works really
1: really well Mm -hmm. yes correct spielberg (laughs) what does he know (laughs) i have two
0: more so for billy judd nelson and emilio estevez were considered for the role and i think they both would have been better but apparently the guy who played billy and phoebe cates had really good chemistry in their screen tests. did they?
1: they did yeah <laughs> like, but phoebe cates
0: in the fun facts phoebe cates said she never remembered screen testing with that guy
1: oh ouch Gosh. damn
0: and then the final one this is i think this is really interesting is the gremlins an earlier attempt to have monkeys play the gremlins was abandoned because the test monkey panicked when made to wear a gremlin head and basically just Went apeshit and defecated all around Joe Dante's office.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what they get. What did they think was gonna happen when they put a, a fucking helmet, a mask on a monkey? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think was gonna happen if you if you if you're gonna like put a whole contraption on a creature that's got no idea what the hell's going on? It's not like you can explain to him what a mask is. Nope. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right, uh, well, ridiculous. guys, I know what you're gonna say. Cause we said it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Does it hold up?
1: I don't think so no the the
2: best movie that came out on June 8th, 1984 is Ghostbusters
0: I mean you're not <laughs> I wrong. do love that this Ghostbusters this is, movie, is a uh, is a better film by far but I still
1: yes I don't think yeah I don't think anybody would disagree with that or maybe they would who knows people are weird yeah, these days sometimes yeah. I will say does it hold up in terms of like if you watched it as a kid then yeah it's the same movie and it, you'll probably enjoy it um do I think it holds up to the times do I do I think it's a good movie? No, no, I do not. Will I watch it again? Yeah, somebody puts it on. <laughs> I
2: just, I feel like the
1: but... concept.
2: It's one of those things where maybe the 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 sum is greater than the parts, and uh, mm. I feel like it's a movie that has such a uh, en- en- enchanting premise uh, that you it has so much promise, and you want so much to come from it that um, it could it it's it's something that is, is maybe better than what eventually came from that premise. Uh I I, mm-hmm. I feel like if anything and this is I mean this is probably sacrilege, but I feel like if anything this is a movie that could get remade and done so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, could I, see that. I, I feel like that's that's what makes a movie a candidate for being remade is don't take something that was great and redo it. Take something that could have been better and redo yeah, it. and yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. the premise of this movie is so strong and that uh, and like I said, sort of charming has legs. It's just this movie wasn't able to carry it off the way I think at least Johnny and I wanted. Yeah, so, Amy,
0: absolutely. I love this movie. I probably I don't know if I'd watch it every Christmas or whatever, but. I enjoy it a lot. I think it's fun. It's very 80s and it's very, I don't know, it's very weird, very 80s and that's kind of just up my alley. So yeah, I think, I think I love this movie. I don't love it as much as like <laughs> Ghostbusters, but it's enjoyable. It's a, it's an Amblin film that I yeah. enjoy. All right. Okay. Well, listener, let us know if you enjoyed this from your childhood or if you were an adult and watched it and you enjoyed it or if you didn't enjoy it either time. Let us know at NostalgiaEffectPod at gmail.com or on Twitter, Instagram, at Nostalgitis N O S T L G I T I S, and thank you. What? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost went with my video outro. <laughs> and don't forget to wow, be kind getting... and rewind.
1: Just Amy's getting her wires all mixed up. I'll she doesn't even what. know who she is today. I'll
2: tell you what, I'm afraid that people are going to come after me for voicing a strong dislike for gremlins. That's all right. Nobody they will. To a podcast. People <laughs> do
0: it. Listener, come after
2: Joe. <laughs>
1: It'll be one guy with a sign.
2: Boo, boo, this man. He doesn't like gremlins.
1: Boo this man. Just showing up outside your house. Just, <laughs> boo! Yeah. Every, time you go, every time you go on a shoot, just boo! He's just out there in a lawn chair. He
0: follows you everywhere.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't follow him. He just stays outside of his house. Respectfully, though, he's not on his property. He's just in a like lawn chair with blocks. a He's like in the
0: middle of the street. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he just boos Joe every time he goes to his car. <laughs> Ah, alright, let's go do some gremlin shit. <laughs>